this episode about to be explicit. He went inside and got the other keys to the other car and he parked like on the grass so he could block the car in. And he was like, I mean what I say, you ain't leaving him. What's up, beautiful souls? It's Candy, your spiritual bestie, and I'm back with another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. Hey guys, welcome to October. Happy fall. This is my favorite time of the year. I really enjoy Christmas time, but the fall I love. I love the fall. And my birthday is this month as well. So October 29th, I'm a Scorpio and um, I'm going to be doing some giveaways. I'm going to have this entire month. There are going to be things on sale on the website. Um, So I'm just celebrating all month. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at spiritual bestie and turn your notifications on. This coming Sunday, I'm going to be going live to do the monthly astro reports for all of the zodiac signs. So be sure, like I said, follow me, turn on those notifications. I'll be going live about 7 p.m. Um, Central Time on Sunday. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time and that's 5 p.m. Pacific Time. So in the United States. Outside of that, I can't tell y'all. Y'all have to look that up. So, um, but yeah, I'll be going live to um, cover the astro reports. I may do some live readings. I may do. I might. I haven't decided yet, but I will definitely be giving the reports for the month of October. And Um, If you guys are interested in just booking some one-on-one time with me, you guys can do so on my website, www.thespiritualbestie.com or my other website, pineapplesunday.com and Sunday is spelled S-U-N-D-A-E and those sites are linked together because I have been working on so many other projects. I haven't yet linked Um, I'm sorry, they're linked. I haven't yet um, moved everything over to the spiritualbestie.com, but I'm saying that for future reference so that, you know, once everything is transitioned over, it's just, it'll just be the spiritualbestie.com. But we're going to get into part two of this two part series, um, Sleeping with the Enemy. uh, And. I really appreciate my sister for opening up and being vulnerable and sharing her story because she's a very private person. And I knew that when she began to open up about it, there were a couple things. One, it was therapeutic for her, as she says in this episode. And also, um, I think that she really understands the importance of sharing this story because there are so many women that die get injured um hurt broken mentally physically emotionally spiritually by their lovers and 
she and I have had this conversation before, but I wanted to allow her to do it in her own timing when she felt comfortable sharing her story. But it's so important that we share our stories with one another. And you guys can feel free to share your story. If this If these episodes resonate with you in any way, please let me know. Reach out to me, um, candy at thespiritualbestie.com. Send me an email and let me know how this episode resonated with you. And if you're listening right now, do me a favor and take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram or tag me on Facebook and let me know that you're listening. Um, Also, I want to provide the National Domestic Violence Hotline and that number again is 1-800-799-7233. Actually, 1-800-799-SAFE. So share this episode part one and two with all of the women in your life. Share it with your sisters. Share it with your friends because you never know who might be silently suffering in abuse. And sometimes we just need a little bit of encouragement. Sometimes hearing somebody else's story of how they live through a similar situation helps us to like pull ourselves together and get out of these situations. So thank you guys so much for all the feedback and all the love that was shown in part one. I really appreciated it. My sister appreciated it. I shared it with her and um, continue to tell your stories, guys. We are going to be expanding this podcast and having some um, more extensive conversations surrounding lifestyle and just different things outside of just spirituality. But spirituality is the foundational core of this podcast and that's how it's going to remain but I am going to expand the conversations and talking to other people about just everyday life and experiences that they've had so that we can continue to expand our consciousness and our awareness and also it helps us to the more we understand of of each other um, the more that we open ourselves up and listen to other people's stories the, the more that we are able to connect with one another So that's really important to me um, to share these stories and to share other experiences outside of our own so that we can really connect with each other when we're out and about and we can show more love and operate from a place of love and acceptance and better understanding. So I'm not going to keep talking. Let's get into the episode and I'll holler at you guys at the end. And again, why was I not thinking like this is a felony? <laughs> this is considered holding Right. Like, girl, we could have had multiple accounts. By the time you added up me and them kids, he probably would still be serving time in prison. I don't know what I was thinking clearly not getting which and so um it was nobody i could call my dad i know was in church my mom was in church my aunt she wasn't in church but she was tired of the shit too because she hadn't came to my rescue so many times and so you know she was like y'all gonna get through it but i'm not coming out there mind you now me not paying attention i we don't bought this house but this house is like 
a solid 30, 40 minutes away. So strategically, he done picked the house that's further out where I'm not able to be rescued. So when we going through this shit, like, bitch, I'm going to have to go through it. Let me just say, 30, 40 minutes away in Tampa is a long-ass distance to drive, okay? So for okay, all y'all big city people that be like, 30, 40 minutes, that ain't nothing. Listen, in Tampa, if you live further than 20 minutes, you far. You in a whole different city. <laughs> right. You far, you too far. You ain't even got to worry about nobody popping up if you live 20, 30 minutes, 20, 25 minutes um, away from somebody in Tampa. So I just want to clarify that. (laughs) It it was a solid ways away. So if I had to paint the picture and make it look scary, it was a hour away. I don't care what you want to believe. But nah, it was like 30, 40 minutes. And my auntie was like, I ain't coming out there. Like, y'all be with this shit all the time. I ain't on it. And so, you know, um, and that was from the house phone. That that's just how toxic the shit was that this wasn't the first time he had done took car keys, cell phone, you know, locked me in the house, all that shit. To the point where like I thought I was being smart when I got the internet and the you know, the cable and shit. I got the package with the phone because maybe you never know. And um it just was sad because I could only remember like three numbers, which was my mom, my dad, and my aunt. And two out of the three wasn't available because they was in church where I was trying to be. And then my auntie was like, no. And so I just remember that night crying because I felt like a bad mom. I left my son and his friend out in like the living room area to play a game because I knew his aggression was towards me and what he was trying to do was take the baby from me because I have been through so much with just delivering her like I almost lost my life so I have from day one just been so attached to her that he was like you don't give my motherfucking child and you you can get your ass out well I guess when I decided not to walk um this bitch had done cut the alarm on the house took the car keys took the cell phone and so now you know he like trying to bust in the room I done barricaded myself with the little dresser just trying to like stay safe but I can't go out the window cause the alarm gonna set off and he's just gonna meet me outside since he has all the keys so I slept well I didn't even sleep that night I remember coming in and out of sleep leaving the light on because I was just afraid to wake up and like he would be standing over me and it just was horrible like I never went to sleep I never felt like I had a full night's rest my body never shut down every time I felt myself dozing off where I thought like okay I might be asleep I'm jumping up because I'm scared and like the next day he came to me the next day and he handed me my cell phone he handed, my, handed me the keys and he apologized and walked away and I just didn't understand like he was such an animal the night before I'm talking about like girl girl that was that shadow side his shadow side came all the way out took over he I bet would not even remember a lot of the things that he did because that shadow side take over that's a whole nother operation yeah yes that bitch is a whole monster and my auntie came over the next morning 
And by this time, you know, he's mellowed out. So she don't see like what the previous night looked like or how it felt. You know, of course she could look around and see broken shit, but it's like he done got up and he cleaning and you know, he just acting like a new person. So she come over with the Bible, busting it open and we praying like a family. And I just remember sitting and just crying and I was like, I can't do it no more. And it didn't matter in that moment all the cheating. It didn't matter the STDs. It didn't matter the lies, the secrets, the shit that I was like, you know, finding out the times that I felt humiliated in front of his family because they knew what was going on, but not a motherfucking soul would tell me. It didn't matter in that moment. I was like, this bitch held me hostage. And my pride couldn't shake that. Like, I felt so tried, even though it wasn't the first time. And maybe because he had promised to never do it again, but nothing else mattered. That was the point of where I said I was going to leave for the second time. And I was like, and I'm going to leave for real. But before I would make the move to leave, I told myself I would come up with an exit strategy. Yes, that's so key. That is so key. I don't want you to glaze over that because somebody listening to this might be in a very similar or mirroring situation. And before we exit situations, a lot of times a mistake that we do, unless, I mean, you're all, if you're in an abusive situation, you're always in danger, but have an exit strategy of some sort. Especially if you have kids. And that could simply be like, you just you know looking up resources and knowing numbers to call if you need help or you know shelters or whatever like an exit strategy can be so many different things Mm -hmm. but what it ain't is you just moving off of your emotions and not knowing which direction to go Mm -hmm. because at this point I have realized like I'm realizing the type of person I'm dealing with I realize like they switch go on and off like they're abusive not just verbally but physically they're crazy like bitch will do any fucking thing just to be in control and it's almost like that kid that don't get their way they throw a temper tantrum but you talk about a grown-ass man that's not getting their way so the type of tantrum they're throwing is something that can harm you or those around you mm-hmm. and you know black so, and like, out. just straight blacking out yeah straight up and so um i told myself i was like you know i'm I'm gonna come up with an exit strategy because it ain't easy like i tried the ike and tina shit you know packing up and moving in the middle of the night it didn't work like you know he followed me he knew where everybody who i was close to he knew where they stayed he had their numbers he knew what they drove it was nowhere i could hide so what I had to do is outthink him and get two or three steps ahead of him. Well, at this point, he don't feel like I'm strong enough. I didn't feel like I was strong enough. So right there, he's like, if she, if she try to go, she ain't going to go alone. She'll be back in a day or two. My mama ain't going to tell her the glee because my mama already done told her as, you know, where can you go? Who you gonna, Who's going to help you? Your mama so, wasn't telling you to leave. Your daddy wasn't telling you to leave. Nobody, nobody in a position of leadership, eldership was saying what you really needed to hear mm-hmm. in, at that time even when people were privy to even some of what was going on 
you know, if the police have to be called, then that's a real domestic situation. So in those moments, it's like nobody was stopping to say what's really going on or you need to get you and your kids out of this and really speaking to Mm -hmm. you from a place of wisdom. And that's unfortunate. It's it's sad and it's scary because imagine how many people don't have the support that we have and need help, but they just don't even know how or they don't have the strength. Or like we were saying, just some people really second guess themselves so much that they need that second voice or reassurance to say like you're making the right decision because even when I finally went through and I did leave and it really was that night was the straw that broke the camel's back all that other shit that motherfucker choking me until I damn them black out or you know anything else that we have been through didn't matter I felt tried like my pride felt tried that this bitch had done pretty much locked me in a house and set an alarm on the house that I couldn't even fucking escape out of a window if I tried. Well, you pay bills. So, where? Well, oh, yeah. But, and let me be clear, half the bills, because the bitch was like, oh, well, I cheat because I feel like I pay these bills. And I was like, what? What bills? The ones we going half on? Because never at no point did you take care of all of this shit to feel like you was keen, damn dingling to just do whatever you want. And so I remember asking him, so damn, so I should just go ahead. I, I got the right to fuck off because I pay half these bills. And bitch looked at me like I was crazy. But again, his dad cheated on his mom that raised him his entire childhood. He was abusive mm-hmm. to her. You know, so she displayed the she gave him the example of what it was okay for a woman to accept and deal with and his dad gave him the example of what it was okay for a man to do mm-hmm. and that bitch just was taking me on the roller coaster ride of repeat this cycle cause I watched it growing up and I made it anybody else can so you know when I finally did get the nerve oh, I waited and I saved my money and one day you know I got a U-Haul and I called my brother and like two of his friends and I said hey listen um I'm not asking y'all to fight him I'm asking y'all to do nothing crazy just want y'all come help me get my shit if you say anything out of the way we'll just go ahead and you know leave but I just want my shit and I'm forever thankful because the few people who were close enough to know the ins and outs, um, I remember <laughs> my daughter godmother being like, bitch, whatever you need, my credit card, you know, my address, my garage, if you need to park the car in the garage, like she was like, get out. Cause she identified it as that ain't love. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I finally built the courage like I let that counselor go I let that love that like fairy tale go and I started choosing me mind you now at this point I'm like going to the doctor I'm crying every day because I couldn't believe like I was really going to walk away from him I'm an emotional wreck I'm crying for hours straight I'm on antidepressants them shits ain't working I'm praying that's not working I felt like I was losing myself so even though I felt like I did the right thing and I jumped 
now I felt like I was just falling and I was falling face first. So not only like did I let go of him, but now now what? How do I start over? Where do I go? What am I gonna do? So, you know, I moved into you my having, dad's house. You were having a, you were having a real life tower moment where everything had to be dismantled so that the ground could be cleared for something better and more beautiful to be built. But it didn't feel like that in that moment. Not at all. Not at all. This shit still hurts to this day because, I mean, I literally felt like I was being ripped apart. And I'm talking about, like, I couldn't even talk to my kids. Like, I would just cry for hours and just cry myself to sleep and wake up exhausted, looking a hot damn mess. I was gaining weight, losing weight. And I've never, like, anybody who has seen me on small frame, like, I've never had an issue with my weight. And I just literally was losing myself. And I finally left. I finally got the strength to leave. And when I left, things just kept unfolding. Because again, remember, I'm looking for that reassurance. I, I'm crying because now, like, going through the court process was getting drug out. So I'm just like, damn, did I make the right decision? You know, they'd be like, it's cheaper to keep her. Well, in reality, in my mind, I was like, shit, it was just, it made more sense to stay. He was financially providing for us um he was helping pick up the kids from school both my son and our daughter that we had together he was you lost that whole yeah you lost that 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 support that financial support from from that aspect you know and a lot of times when we have to rebuild it doesn't it a lot every loss is not an actual loss but when we're in the midst of it it still feels like a loss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You were losing him so you could gain yourself. And exactly. you were losing the abuse so you could put yourself back together and love yourself. You know, so then having to steal the truck. So let's go to that part. <laughs> Did you switch me? Okay, so I leave him. And the agreement that I told him was, you know, um, he could keep the house because he made more money at that time. I had just like, got into nursing school, so I was poor and uh, working like two part-time jobs. And so I said, you can keep the house, but the cars, we're gonna figure that out in court. And so I was like, you know, you can drive the truck, I'll drive your car. When we get to court, we'll just swap it out. And he's like, no, like I'm gonna keep this truck. And I was like, but my name's on it. and. Like, bitch, you ain't never been good with your finances, so no, that's not gonna work. So, kind of um, get the breakdown though. So, you, you and he had gotten a car and a truck, and so the car is in his name, only his name, but the truck was in my name, and he was the co-signer. So he felt like he was entitled to that truck. Well, it didn't make a difference as long as we. I had something to drive. I felt like everything would be handled in court. I didn't know that our divorce was going to take over two years in court. So you talking about like, I know people who they shit in in two, three months. I'm thinking like, 
I'll have this shit handled in no time. No. So one morning I get up, it's like five something in the morning and I'm getting ready to go to school and I walk outside and the car's not in the driveway. So because I was driving his car, I called him to say like, hey, did you come get your car? Like your car's not in the driveway, but of course he's not answering. And um, a friend of mine was like, call the non-emergency police line and just see if that car got impounded because it ain't no glass on the ground and he the only other person with a key so either he took it or it's impounded and so i was like okay uh in my mind i was like nah that can't be the case because if nothing else like he horrible with his finances but he ain't gonna let the people come take the shit i'll call sure goddamn enough the car and got impounded and so at this point my name ain't on it i have no way of making no say souls on nothing like they was just like look the tag number you gave us and the make model of this car we got it and that's all they was willing to tell me so um i call him call him call him he won't answer call his mama and i'm like listen um one i gotta go to class and get these kids off to school but two like what the hell like your son won't answer the phone and i don't have a car now the truck (laughs) so i realized the damn car is gone and you know i'm trying to plead with him like hey look I need my car back. Your car is gone. Like, that's your fuck up, not mine. And then they said, I ain't giving it back to you. You could catch the bus. You could Uber. Or you could just bum rides. But you ain't getting this truck back. It was an ego thing with him because he felt like the truck was manly. And he needed that for his, you know, this image that he was trying to keep up. So even though I'm driving this little you know four-door car and it's more like family-ish or a female car uh he want this pickup truck because that just goes with his little person big attitude and not to mention you were still making the full car note on that the full 500 dollar payments okay like i had never not one payment from the time we got that car had he ever made so he was making payments on his car i was making payments on the truck which made sense of why I felt like we needed to swap the vehicles, but I said, okay, we can wait till we get to court because records would show I had been making the payments. Well, we couldn't make it to court because now his car is impounded um, because he hadn't been paying the car no, and they're not going to give you that shit back. So I'm like, damn, I need my truck back. And he's like, no. So, you know, just to add a little salt to open wound, this bitch works at a car dealership. So he got full access to cars at any given time, but he won't give me this shit back. So for three weeks, I mean, every time I would get out of class, I would borrow my mom's car, ride up to his job. Mm, go we to, went to Operation like, Steal the Truck Back, okay? Right. So Operation Reno. I was on this, like, top <laughs> security. Okay. I was Scoping, bitch. Doing full on surveillance. Let me tell you something. When, when a black woman want to know something, find something, get something, we're going to figure that shit out. You can't hide. You can you can't hide. Okay? We'll pull your ass out of a hole. <laughs> so for three weeks, I'm talking about I and I'm doing this at random time. So, you know, like at, in the beginning, 
he was hiding from me and I knew he was because I knew he was at work um I had even at one point went up to his job and a, a friend of mine hopped out went up you know to the car lot and little man on campus come running out hey can I help you with anything so he's like you know a homeboy on the phone like this this the little man that up and has a handle so we know he's at work but the car's not in the you know in the employee parking lot which is like right around the corner from the dealership so um I just had to uh, said it'd be a little bit smarter than this bitch so like I see the truck one day um but the person who was supposed to help me tow it, they was like in the next city over and it couldn't get back within a reasonable amount of time. So that window was a missed opportunity. So I told myself, I was like, you know, the next time I see this truck, I'm not going to let this opportunity pass. I'm bombing rides. Like I had to Uber just to get my kids, you know, to school and they, so I can get to class. Like that shit ain't going to keep happening. And Uber is something that's more like, I guess okay and accepted these days. I had never even tried it. That shit just didn't even make sense to me. Like, why get in the car with a complete stranger? So I was totally against it, but had to force myself to jump on board with something that I was afraid of because I had no other options. And when a bitch tell you to hop on the bus, this is not New York. Like, this ain't no DC where uh, the transit system is norm. Like that ain't it. Down here, you on the bus, you probably consider like, bro, like that is a, it's not what would be a good look or you, you know you, even you down was, bad in if you ride the bus in Tampa. Yeah, that's just I the truth. Like or you old, you either old yeah. or you down bad. Seniors, they you they old is because your ass too old to be driving. Right right so if you are a young person in tampa riding a bus you down bad that's just a fact down here that's just not the norm way of life like it's not it's not like um further up north where it's something more normalized but long story short um i come across the truck another day and i tell y'all it took me three weeks and so i call this little towing company i want to say and mind you now i'm spending the car note money trying to get this shit towed so i called him and the man was like oh yeah i could come in tow that i'll be there in 15 minutes so i'm sitting in like the parking lot that's adjacent i'm waiting so boom i'll see the tow truck but when the man get the this motherfucker don't speak no english so i'm like yo where's the man who i called like he spoke english where is he i need him and so the man said i'm sorry no i you know i just spend no english and i'm like fuck so i called one of my homeboys and i'm like i need you to translate and i'll need you to ask me no questions just what i'm about to tell you tell him and i need you to speak with like a stern voice and with urgency i told that man get this shit and let's go as fast as you fucking can let's go well the way that the truck was parked made it difficult for the man to put on the bed of the pickup truck so i mean of the tow truck so he's struggling struggling and i'm talking about i got my translator on the line i'm like please tell him to hurry the fuck up so finally at like 30 minutes i guess somebody from the parking lot must have uh, went back to the dealership and told my ex, hey, um, you know your car being towed, right? 
I swear to God, the man had just got the truck on to the tow truck, <laughs> just pulled out the parking lot. Why this bitch ain't right with his doors locked? I don't know. <laughs> but my ex come running from nowhere, and he got on like these little hard bottoms, and he just Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. <laughs> and jump in the fucking tow truck and so now the man slam on brakes cause he's like demanding this man to pull over and the man don't speak no English so now this man all confused and scared and I get out and I'm like I told you to hurry up you don't fucking listen <laughs> so the man is like I don't know what to do and so now the number that I called originally to set up to have the truck towed is calling me and the guy's like um ma'am I don't know what the problem is but my driver is calling me I said you sit the bitch that can't speak English that's the problem I told his ass to hurry up and he's like but ma'am what's going on and I felt so bad because I was operating out of anger not even acknowledging the fact like I put that man's life in danger. Like, I put him in the midst of some bullshit. And he was called blindsided. Like, he had no clue what the hell was going on. So, when my ex jumped in the tow truck with him, I'm told my, my heart dropped. I could only imagine how that man felt because the man just was trying to get them quick little hundred dollars. Like, he wasn't here for the shit. Um, so the police end up coming out and for those who are probably like why you just ain't being called the police to get your shit back I tried and because with the divorce they consider that stuff just to be like marital assets so you have to handle that in court like they're not gonna get in the middle of it they don't determine or decide who is owed what like all of that's handled in court but this is being drunk out two years so sorry not sorry so we get there and um i'm like name dropping i'm trying to like throw out the officer names like hey i spoke to this officer that i know personally and he suggested that i call you all because of this this and the third and so the police officer they're just like what the hell is going on so long story short because i had technically had the car now in my for lack of terms, custody. Um, I had to get on the tow truck. (laughs) (laughs) But because it was on the tow truck that I, with the tow man I hired. And just because, like, the officer was like, you know, also talk to him as a man, like, how fucked up is this? Like, she has kids and they're yours. Like, how you gonna have her out here bum and rise while you riding around the car? You work at a car dealership. He was like, nah, like, even if this ain't right, he's like, I'm gonna make the decision to let her keep this car because it's on the tow truck that she paid for. And so he was like pissed and he was like, um, you know, I'm gonna follow her. And he was like, listen, I don't wanna take you to jail, but if you harass or follow her, I'm going to take you to jail. Y'all know this motherfucker still try to follow us, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like swerving in and out of traffic. Why the tow truck man? I swear to God, he was just not there. He, he drove so slow. Like I had already given him the address of where to take it. I'm trying to hide it in my friend garage. Like this man just drove so slow. We get to my friend's house and I'm like, you know, bending corners just to make sure like we finally lose my ex because his ass is like, he a Gemini. Did I mention that? No. This 
motherfucker like top of the line crazy. So even when the police was like, don't follow her, this bitch still followed us. Finally, you know, I don't know what it was. Cause I don't even know who car he jumped in, but you know, we ended up losing him. Get to my friend's house. I'm worried. Like I'm pacing because I'm at any moment. I feel like he gonna kind of catch on to the direction he was going and show up. The damn truck wouldn't fit in her fucking garage. And I'm like, damn man, like how crazy can this shit be? How like horrible. It was a headache. I end up having to break off the little um the hitch just to get it to fit. And I mean I say barely fit. Like you couldn't even the shit just barely fit. It was horrible. So then after you get the truck in your possession that's finally kind of you still on edge on edge because you're having to basically hide a car hide a vehicle but then you start to clean it out yeah so i hid it for a while for you know um probably for a couple of months like i'm driving my friend car and she's driving the truck but because I, like I told y'all earlier, he know everybody who's in my circle because we have been rocking for so long that um I just felt like it was a matter of time before he showed up at her door with some shit. So I finally took the truck back and I was just like, you know what? I just can't live in fear. Like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. And so um the truck is in my care. I'm like bagging up all this shit that's in there or whatever. And um. It was one night where I just, you know, I had took all of his shit, put it in the garbage bag, but I had left some stuff in there. It was a tablet in there. And I remember my daughter had a tablet that she would play on, but my son, you know, like I think his phone was broke or some shit. Like I wanted to give him something to play on just so that he could like settle down or whatever and I could take care of some business. And I'm trying to study or whatever. So I was like, let me go get this damn tablet. So I go out to the truck, grab the tablet, um, put it on the charger, cut it on. And because I just, just, I mean, I can't stand this being so much. So I'm like, let me clean this shit out so that pictures and shit ain't in here and the kids don't be asking no questions. And so, um, to sure, my surprise, I'm so glad okay. you did. Just be like, so here, glad. baby, play with this. Yeah, he could have been scarred. Just, uh, to my surprise, um, I'll give the lesser of the evils, I guess. So one thing I did find, you know, because me, y'all are so stupid and just creatures of habit. I see like all of his accounts. You know, remember I said he was um, meeting all these people and I couldn't figure out what was good so like boom I don't tap in I see all these apps and all these accounts and I'm like damn so that's what this bitch was on when he was meeting up with this chick and that chick and bitches just wanting to suck dick and you know I just couldn't get it because I ain't on that kind of shit so I didn't understand like who would be just giving sex away on what website but I guess it really exists it just was not something I was aware of and so um I find out that my friend that I had known since I was five years old was sleeping with my husband. And this shit hurt so deep because... While y'all were married. Shit, while I was married, she came to all my kids' birthday parties. She came to you know the house that we had bought and built from the ground up. She, you know, she was, the, she was my friend at hell. Like... 
sing I on the praise team at church, child. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. She was a Christian. So I trusted her. Never thought that, you know, because she has told me so many people that she dealt with or whatever. Like, I never thought that she was coming after what I thought was mine. And so that shit really did crush me. And my mind got to spinning and whatnot. And I was just like, damn, man. It's like, I tell y'all one thing. It's some bullshit when you go through double betrayal. When nobody in that situation gave you the same level of respect and loyalty that you have been giving them. Like, to this day, I have never confronted them. Because at that point, I was like, man, I have nothing else to say. Like, what I'm going to tell the bitch, like, um you slept with my man like you can have it you know you can have them trips to the clinic you can have that headache that stress them sleepless nights the crying bitches calling your phone baby mama drama you can have it the abuse you know? yeah like Be- being held hostage but we continue <laughs> yeah, so i continue to look through the phone or whatever and so i'm seeing some pictures and um it was some conversations my eyes aren't deceiving me i ain't crazy like what i'm reading is matching up to exactly what it is and so i i continue reading these messages and then it's where he says you know i don't want you to see my face because i don't want this information to get out so when i come in have the lights off and the messages continue and they're so like like clear and just you know the shit just hit different man when I tell you to read those messages and to just see going back to what you were saying like that control like in every aspect of his life he wants control because he himself is not in control of him he has so many skeletons that he's trying to shove and hide in the closet instead of just owning who he is I ain't throwing no rocks and hiding my hand like who I am is who I am perfect imperfect flawed fucked up beautiful great like you know that's who i am i ain't ever going to i'm never that sentence was so fucked up i ain't ever i'm never going to have who i am because i'm proud of myself i'm proud of those trenches that i've been through i'll never understand it and i'll never understand why he chose me as the person to hide and pretend and fake like he's one way and he wants love and he wants a family when the reality is I want to fuck this person, that person, this whole, that whole, have this cake, eat that cake and I don't give a fuck whose life I'm destroying in the process I'm going to tell Even you though, on, a, on a deeper level his issue is within his root chakra that is the foundation of our safety of who we you know um that's like the basic needs of life reside and the fulfillment of that resides within our root chakra so whenever we are not um feeling safe and secure you know that root chakra is off balance Mm-hmm. And because he grew up, you know, being left in the house alone and being neglected and going from foster care to foster care, something that he didn't put himself in. But at the same time, because he grew up in that way without the safety and security and the foundational stuff being in play, 
um, his root chakra over the years has just been out of whack and out of balance. And that is why, you know, when that root chakra is out of balance, it's going to affect the other chakras. It's just like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. And that is why, you know, his sacral chakra is out of balance. I mean, he all out of whack, but mainly that is the source of along with the trauma of course but on an energetic level that's where his problem are rooted no pun intended you know literally i struggled for a long time not understanding why someone who was hurting so deep inside because i'm i cried and i didn't cry initially because of the pain that he has caused me over the years i cried because i felt like in that moment my friend was trapped like and when i say trapped he's not living a free life and he deserves that but i then became so angry because why did you take me through so much turmoil why did you destroy me why did you hurt me why did you take me through all these valleys like you never loved me the way i loved you and one thing that that crooked as crazy as therapist did explain to me is you know from his very beginning like all that shit started with his mama Mm -hmm. and because those abandonment issue on top of rejection on top of like you know no love like that shit just there was no fixing him I don't care how much I wanted to how hard I tried there was no fixing him and so in return I lost myself I went through a deep depression um I literally didn't even want to be around my kids I didn't want I ain't want life no more. So I, from, I, I just, I don't even want to be around those people who made me happy. Like, I hated it. I hated it. I, I gave everything. I gave myself to him. It wasn't nothing else in this world that I would have, like, put before him. It was him, then my kids. Like, that's just crazy. So then from there finding that out because I know that was devastating um you know just finding out that the person that you really don't you didn't know this person at all you didn't know this person so from there how did you pick up the pieces because at this point you're on antidepressants you know um girl now at this point I done stopped them shits because they weren't working okay so I had to just have a moment with myself like you know and I'm talking about over the course of like like I said, this divorce is two years, so we already know. Well, let's talk about the time that we were together, married, and then the two years of going through this divorce. And I feel like the divorce just drug all of the pain even more. So at that point, I started having to reach deeper. I started having to find other methods and other ways of coming out of this because I, I chose life. And I remember like having a conversation with myself like, bitch, okay, I'm not... I'm not going to kill myself. Like, it, it just ain't optional. Like, I love these kids too much. And no matter how fucked up this is, it can't last forever. So, yes, I started meditating. I let go of Christianity because for a while I was angry with God. I was like, damn, so this is what you gave me? This this the cards that you dealt me? But in reality, it wasn't that I let go of God as much as I let go of that false hope of just baby keep praying just keep on keep on praying not like 
be real with yourself fuck just all this praying shit if you're not even going to be real like even when the bible says like faith without works is dead like you do have to do some work you gonna have to get out here and grind you gonna have to make make this make sense like you just can't sit there and cry and expect that the clouds go open up and it's just gonna fall in your lap like shit just don't work and so um i just had to let go of the things that i just didn't feel like was serving me no more which meant you know bitch i used to have to just block him just to like remove that if it wasn't the days that he had the baby i just couldn't like have that number accessible to me um i ended up meeting someone and they brought new light to me and the reason I say new light is because that individual was just teaching me so much stuff that you know they were teaching me about self-love and they were teaching me about um being able to protect myself and protect my family and you know just maybe value myself like what are you doing like what's your goal and like what's your purpose here and started making me think deeper i started reading books something i was never like i my sister will tell you i've always said girl i'm never gonna read a book um mind you now in the midst of all of this i'm still in nursing school so i had to come out of this shit because i told myself if I wasn't going to do it for nobody else, I was going to prove to that motherfucker he tried the wrong one. He fucked over the wrong one. And see, your pride is something different. Like, you could be on some other shit all you want, but when your pride get in that mix, mm. you move a little different. You that little ego different. sometimes can can be real helpful. You need the push that you need. It can sometimes give you the push. You got to know when to balance that shit out. But yeah. the ego, you know, is necessary and has its own place and space. And I and feel that's like that's why they call it your alter ego because sometimes that bitch it has a little bit, it has a little more fire and a different spark. And I remember reading something that said like you don't know how strong you are until you don't have no other choice. I, at that moment, I told myself it was me and them two kids. I would never turn my back on my kids again. I felt like I let them down so much in that process. I would never um, physically abuse them again. Like sitting and just whooping on them because I'm I'm mad at them, but they just being kids. And I, even though I might have said stop, they still doing it. I'm angry because of my situation, but now I'm taking it out on them. I let all that shit go, and I focus solely on the things that meant healing for me I started listening to motivational speakers I started you know just listening to things that would feed my soul if it was not something I can grow from I wouldn't listen to I, I stopped listening to music like I mean other than like um like melodies I would listen to things but like as far as lyrically I didn't want that I only wanted to hear words of encouragement I only wanted to hear people who were talking about moving on the next level spiritually intellectually like I surrounded myself with things that showed me like what the next level in life looked like even though I felt like I was at the bottom mm-hmm. there was times when my account was like uh, 72 cents like I ain't happy I remember crying because I said damn man so what for me applying for food stamps like how else was I gonna feed these kids like I just didn't have it and the fucking trucks not only was the payment five hundred dollars a month, but it was a Hemi engine, so this bitch was taking all my little extra Girl, money. Oh, that summer in Tampa was rough. 
Man, that shit, $20 didn't do shit, man. I'm talking about that wasn't even a quarter sink of gas. You said $20 and crank it up, and it's like, ding. <laughs> right, gas, like, right back on. That shit, like, I just had to dig deep, man. And I remember, like, I used to listen to um this message with Inky Johnson, and he was talking about, you know, how he was just projected to make it into the NFL and how he had this injury that damn near cost him his life. And basically him just saying how he had to just dig deep, like, you know, keep pushing and not stopping and understanding that even though the shit seemed fucked up and you'd be like, why me? You guys start asking yourself, but why not me? Like, what was it for me to learn? What was it for me to help somebody and to show somebody else? Because trust me, it's somebody that's in some shit and they like, I don't know how to get to the next point. It's somebody who's probably ready to just give up and just walk out. Like, bitches commit suicide every fucking day. Mm-hmm. They give up on their mission. Man, listen... They give up on their assignment, I should say. The shit is real. And the black community, depression ain't even talked about. Like, it's something that, you know, you just gotta pray and get over. And that's why I'm like, I pray, people. I, I believe in the, it is a higher power. But all of that traditionalism when it comes to Christianity, man, that shit, she ain't gonna ever ever make sense in my mind because it was so many days that I prayed, I prayed, prayed, prayed for so much bloody knees praying. That wasn't for me. So why would those things come in my life and come to and become a blessing? No, it was never designed and orchestrated for me. I had to let it go. But because I tried to force it in, it's the roots wouldn't settle. So I had no choice but to release him out of my life. And I promise you, it wouldn't have made sense. If he would have left me, I'd probably be on on, on here talking about, oh, girl, I just don't know. I love him. But I had to get to a place where I was so fucking tired. I was so over that shit. And when I say all it took was a bitch turning on an alarm on their house and taking my cell phone and my car keys and shit to this day I still be like that don't make no sense all the other shit that that bitch put me through it was the night that he cut the alarm on and told me I couldn't leave that damn house and if I left I was gonna have to break out of it and walk you just gonna have to run child bitch when I say that road was so goddamn black and I wasn't gonna make it to the nearest Girl, there was not the next light was like a at least a mile away. Out once you once you got out (laughs) once you got out the neighborhood, you still had to put it an extra mile. Wasn't even completely developed. It was still building, so it was still like woody, and then it was still like even once you got on the main road, that still wasn't a very lit or had no gas station. Man, you had to go a little minute before civilization was near. But I mean, I say all that to say, like, I don't have the perfect answers, but I'm so glad that I'm out. I'm so glad that I'm free. It still has been a journey. There's days that I'm still, like, working on releasing that anger, um, forgiving myself. That's been the hardest part of it all. Forgiving myself and feeling like my kids will forgive me, and more so my oldest, because it's just some shit that the kids shouldn't have never seen or been exposed to. But 
I trust that even though I didn't make all the right decisions, that he will have taken things away from that and have learned things that when he becomes a young man, he's in a relationship, there's a certain way that he will conduct himself in a certain manner that will be respectful and not only to himself but to the other person involved so even though I do I oftentimes have to ask myself to you know just let up off the reins like forgive yourself that kid is gonna understand where your heart is I do still struggle with that aspect of it all yeah, right. as a parent, we always struggle when we when we realize our mistakes in hindsight, you know. Um, but you made the most important decision that was leaving, and once you yeah. made that, you were then able because we have to still give ourselves credit. And yes, we have to hold ourselves accountable. I think that that's very important, and I think that um, it's important not to glaze over the fact of accountability, but once we hold ourselves accountable, you know, we then have to forgive, um, work on the process of forgiveness. And sometimes again, it's a process. It's not a, I forgive myself. This is over. We really have to go through the healing process and, and parallel to that is the forgiveness process within ourselves mm-hmm. and even for the people that have done us wrong and done us dirty you know but at the end of the day you know you started literally from the bottom and went into nursing school became a nurse and mm-hmm. completely rebuilt your life like you had that tower moment everything okay. fell apart everything was leveled you know what i'm saying your life was bulldozed to the to the foundation and yeah, even that had, had to be up yeah and it even had to be uprooted it was an entire rebirthing and that's the beauty in the story that if you don't give up if you don't quit on your assignment you can walk through the fire and come out clean made no because in reality trust me like at the time that i was going through i was just fighting at that point for a peace of mind peace within my heart Mm -hmm. you know i never knew like what all would come from the fight i never had an idea as a matter of fact you're the one that pointed out me it's like i see you cover more strides and you know accomplish more goals since you left him from the entire time that you've been with him i didn't even realize that the whole time i was just so caught up on but why me like and then my goddamn ego was so gone i was like shit I'm cool you know I know how to dress I got a you know kill ass vibe like my energy I thought I was just too good for a bitch to be playing me and trying me (laughs) you know what somebody told me (laughs) even Holly Berry and got cheated on That's like it it don't you know it's factual like Beyonce got cheated on okay come on now okay so you feel me like when you really think about it ladies like that shit we be accepting shit and thinking the bitch gonna change listen a hit pig gonna holler they gonna show you their true colors every goddamn time and it's on you 
to say like you, you deserve more you worth there more girl did you say a hit pig you know what I'm saying <laughs> hit dog hit pig shit I don't give a damn what you hit it'll just go holler you a country girl for real to the core (laughs) but yeah not having to talk your ear off it's been real I just definitely appreciate the opportunity though to like sometimes just talking about it releasing it like it just helps me with the healing process that healing process and then you know I've been saying for the longest I'm gonna put the details there's some stuff I just left out for the sake of time but I'm put these details on paper and not just to sell out on somebody or to expose somebody because that ain't even the case I want to be able to show women the not even just women just show people like how I mean it's so beyond like the words of just necessary it is to love yourself like we gotta stop loving others more than we love ourselves mm-hmm. and with that I'm gonna drop the mic and I'm out <laughs> well thank you so much again for sharing your story and um, just put, putting your business out there because sometimes that's even challenging you know nobody wants to look like they got played or nobody wants to look like you know somebody shitted on them in the worst way and as a woman you know when you get married to a man you finding out their deepest darkest secrets that they're you know living a double life that's one of that and the abuse and everything you went through like would devastate anybody I lost myself Mm-hmm. I lost myself trying to love somebody else and to abide by their rules and I'm not saying because you know you got some people that are like well the man is the leader and you're supposed to fall. I ain't telling you how to live your life what I'm saying don't lose yourself trying to love somebody or to fall up under and submit to them especially when you see that that person's actions and their words you know because words are words have life as well you know Mm -hmm. so when you see a person being verbally emotionally abusive to you they're showing you right there that they don't have your best interest and if a person gonna lead me in anything in any way they have to be capable of being a leader you got to have leadership quality so without that you can't be it you can't be a leader to any household so thank you again for sharing your story thank you for you know being vulnerable and open about it we talked about having um just and this kind of this conversation wasn't planned you know because i even told her like you know we don't have to talk about that if you don't want to we can talk about anything but i feel like i really appreciate you opening up about this um story because it's it's going to help somebody else it's going to help somebody that's going through the same thing or been through something and they're wondering like how do I pick myself up and the truth of the matter is you have to just take it day by day you have to just pick it up and not and don't stop moving because in the middle of a depression she enrolled in nursing school she graduated from nursing school took um what almost two years you know to get through yeah, that program you know um not really having having somewhere to stay but it not really being stable or really being what it needed to be um well what she wanted in that moment 
but it may do. And just like I say all the time, you know, sometimes the blessings that we get are not wrapped up in beautiful packages. They wrapped in a little bit of sandpaper. You know, your hands might get a little scratched up unwrapping it, but inside is going to be exactly what you need for that moment. And the character that's built in these dark nights of the soul in these dark moments in these tower moments that we go through is what's going to help you last in the long haul because they're so life throws so many things at us but thank you again so much for finally being on my podcast Ah, you're so welcome thank you for having me i love you and you know as always peace love and blessings all right and we're gonna end on that well guys that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in to real talk with the spiritual bestie there are a couple things i want you to do for me be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast with at least one person that you know would benefit from hearing real talk with the spiritual bestie if you have products and services that you know are right for my audience and you want to sponsor an episode you can do that by emailing me at candy at the spiritual bestie.com and we can talk details also if you're interested in monetarily supporting the podcast you can do so through cash app dollar sign spiritual bestie be sure to check out my websites www.thespiritualbestie.com and www.pineapplesunday that's s-u-n-d-a-e dot com where you can book appointments or shop in my shop read my blog and kind of see the latest of what's going on with the spiritual bestie thank you guys again so much for your love and support thank you for tuning in and i will see you guys on the next episode peace